0: Welcome to the shutdown full cast, brought to you coast to coast, coast to coast, because we're literally recording coast to coast. Because I'm still in California for at least another nine hours. Uh, this is Spencer Hall, uh, founder of Every Day Should Be Saturday, uh, and uh, you know a- SB Nation as well.
1: Joining me,
2: you say that from- with such hesitation, like you're like like you're unclear.
1: Yeah, you know you have Did to. You. You can be honest. Did you forget the name of the company you worked for? Would it surprise you if I did? We're, which? What were you about to say? Were you about to say sporting news? Uh,
0: no, I was it, sport magazine. I was going to <laughs> go older than that. Yeah.
2: <laughs> let's 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 go ahead and float the rumor now that Spencer is in California because he's auditioning to uh, replace Shannon Sharp on Skip Bayless's show. <laughs>
0: Gotta get those ratings up. And what says ratings more than a man whose eyes you can barely see for beard? Well,
2: it'll be good because, you know, Skip will be in his suit and tie and the whole you know, his his traditional look. And Spencer will just be in a tank top casually thinking about taking off the tank top mid show.
0: I gotta show Skip what's up. How else am I gonna display dominance? My takes <laughs> my my takes my takes won't make a dent. Let's see if let's see if these chiseled pecs will.
2: Remember, Skip Bayless is more scared of you than you're scared of him. Like yeah, yeah. like a bee.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like he's wildlife. Okay, wildlife wants to steer clear of you. All right, while we advise that you carry Skip Bayless spray, just be advised that encounters with him are in fact largely benign and entirely one sided.
1: Just don't feed the Skip Bayless.
0: Jason Kirk joining us from uh, beautiful Kennesaw, Georgia. It's actually nice there, right?
1: Oh, Georgia is extra beautiful today because, as we all know, whenever hurricanes are inbound elsewhere, Georgia gets only the nice weather, only the the breeze is floating in from that. It's uh, Of all the things in the world that impact places uh, unequally, this is one where Georgia actually comes out ahead. Um, So while we don't celebrate it, we do look out and say, huh, well, it's nice out here.
0: I do enjoy that the only time the weather is really super nice in Georgia outside of like a three-month window is when there's a disaster happening somewhere else.
2: I mean, that's yeah. sort of that's sort of the most SEC East way to live, isn't it? <laughs> it really is. I'd say, yeah, I'd say right
1: now we are South Carolina in 2013. Everything was, else has collapsed and we're sort of just coasting.
2: Yeah, I was going to say like Missouri 2014, uh, but that works too.
1: We're like tw- Tennessee 2016, you know, just a downtrodden <laughs> long-term nobody finally scoring some wins because everyone else sucks. Tennessee yeah. Volunteers 2016.
0: Watch me, watch me segue out of this.
2: So Tennessee, wait, ten- Tennessee is Georgia's college football team. Great, let's move on.
0: That that's great. That was good, Ryan. I was about L- to get. I was about they, to get on the segue. <laughs> yeah, I was about to get on the segue and was sideswiped.
2: Yep, just ki- 18, kicked by the eighteen 18- <laughs> wheeler rolling through kicked you right in the knee i'm sorry please go ahead
0: (laughs) the segue i was attempting to make was speaking in tennessee oh man they they have to play a football game this weekend week six we got week six to talk about which i'm excited about you can say oh man the season's going so fast no it's getting good this is when things this is when you actually start to have anticipated outcomes verifiable traits and talents for teams and yes Uh, teams that will completely flip on those in a second. That's already happened. Hi, Week 5. Hi, Stanford. I enjoy this time of year because this is when you start to get expectations and then you realize how foolish those are because teams will completely play against them. Tennessee, as as we all know, the SEC East favorites after, I think, a dominant and decisive win over Georgia. Mm -hmm.
2: Yep. No, never never a doubt. Wire to wire. Never more than four seconds of doubt.
0: I saw something, if you missed it, by the way, Hail Mary, last second, Tennessee wins, that kind of thing. Who's, I saw
2: who's, it. who's, who's, who's missed it at this point I, listening to this podcast? You know, if you're out there, I admire your complete
0: ability to block out the dominant stories of a week. Yeah. Like, I'm gonna well say
1: UNC. Like, there's some UNC fan who hasn't because they had a huge win around that time. That person right. just started sprinting around the block, got super mm. drunk, passed out, and like, you know, UNC fan, you're not really checking football scores. You're looking at like basketball recruiting.
2: <laughs> God. Yeah,
0: coming okay. like it, that's. I like that because too. They're like, why don't you talk about the heels?
2: Talk about the heels. We just did. To which we say,
1: why don't you talk about the heels?
0: <laughs> yeah, that you start first, then we'll follow the. Thing that I, I wanted to get to this week first was yeah Tennessee. Tennessee plays a real interesting game because uh, they're undefeated. I, I know it seems weird after you watch them play, but yeah, undefeated, decisively so at this point. Now going to play Texas A and M, and they're playing them in College Station. And these are two teams. When you start to look at them, you go ah, uh, they're not dissimilar. Like mobile quarterbacks, good mobile quarterbacks who made a difference. Good defensive line. Some really good skill players, especially at wide receiver. Not dissimilar teams. Kind of a toss up. Like I was looking at it, I was like, I I have no sound decisive feelings about this game other than it'll be fun to watch. Should be.
1: Yeah. I, I like that this game is and not to make yet another pro wrestling metaphor, but I, I was I was born in Atlanta during the when WCW became a thing. Y'all are just gonna have to put up with it. They're just gonna keep coming. But this is like the number one contender match, Tennessee and a and to find out who gets the actual legit shot at Bama, because both these teams play Bama, I think, in the next two or three weeks. Um, and we're going to look at one of those and say, ah, well, okay, Bama's going to crush that team. The other one we're going to say, uh-oh, this team's got a chance. We're going to talk ourselves into it. Maybe they can take the strap off Bama. They won't. But we'll we'll at least know which team to talk ourselves into that about. And – um. Like my head says that A and M is a better team, like, you know, I, I just but that, since look, when does looking that at these two. Yeah, my head first of all is not very good. Secondly, uh, my brain isn't very good. But the, uh, it's impossible to bet against a team like 2013 Auburn, 2014 Florida State, or 2016 Tennessee, a team that just bullshits its way to win to wins every week. Uh, so, yeah, a I, toss up. Sure, so
2: it's interesting, Spencer, that you said these teams feel very similar because the biggest difference between them, at least to me, is that Texas a and m can run the ball so, so, so well. They average over six point seven yards a carry. They've already got fifteen touchdowns on the ground. And Tennessee is like in the bottom third of the SEC rushing right now. And yeah and by, that... by
0: the way, by the way, middle Tennessee is a spot ahead of Tennessee in terms of rushing offense so, put them in right
2: context and, and and there's nobody saw that coming before the season started just given the the two uh primary backs in the Tennessee offense and the fact that Josh Dobbs is happy to run the ball a bit but also because i mean when was the last time Texas and M had consistent rushing threats that were worth a damn they have been they've been awesome this year on the ground
0: uh yeah helped by uh, one uh, let's see who's their quarterback still in the league somehow still in the league trevor simeon uh, believe it or not doing <laughs> double duty it's amazing it's like the white Bo Jackson. yeah uh, uh
2: no senior senior trevor knight who is it, it does enough when they throw the ball to basically not fuck up which is fine that that you know that's better than a lot of sec situations right now
0: uh, yeah, that's a lot better than most. Addition to the, additionally, it's on the road. Not that that mattered last week at all. The vaunted, the vaunted home field advantage of Sanford Stadium. I would point out, by the way, that like every time I thought, "Oh, let's think about a game at Sanford Stadium," is Georgia getting just
1: destroyed? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I, I see a little difference between. You know, there's something to distinguish 90,000 collapsible Georgia fans and 100,000 um, uh, uh, pissing themselves with fury A&M fans. This is a little bit step up in difficulty as far as the uh, the environment goes.
0: Additionally, looking toward this week, uh, this is the first week when we have the Wednesday game. Oh, we got a special one live from the tree stand, by the way, Georgia Southern at Arkansas State live from Vietnam. Yeah, it's it's actually Jones Boogie. It's from Jonesboro. So, aka Jones Boogie live from the tree stand like at Fayet Arkansas State. Yeah, Vietnam. Fay,
2: good morning, Vietnam. Uh,
0: good morning, Vietnam. A different team gets to go to Vietnam, by the way.
2: We'll get there. In case you
0: um, yeah. We'll get, we'll get there. That's going to be a very that's an interesting game to me too and one that I put way too many confidence points on. We can talk about my debacle of a college football confidence game pick thus far. But to stick to to stick to the schedule, we have a Thursday game as we have a slate of Thursday games, all of which are weird. You got Temple at Memphis, which is potentially a good game. Sure. I'm I'm down yeah. for that. Sure. But in Western Kentucky at Louisiana Tech, in case you just want to see WKU drop bombs, as they are prone to do. You got a Friday game, which I don't know if you want to watch any of these at all. But Clemson at Boston College. If you want to watch, if you want to watch everyone, just be disappointed. I themselves. come on. I,
2: I because I am not a good. You person, live.
0: You you live for this game.
2: I'm not a good person. I really after after seeing what Clemson was able to do at spots, not the whole game. Granted, against Louisville on defense, I really want to see the Boston College offense play them. <laughs> It's not right, but it's sort of like uh, watching somebody pull onto the highway going the wrong way, and you're just sort of like, "Yeah, I'll call the cops, but let's see what happens."
0: Uh, yeah, this is um, this is when this is when everyone else sees sadness and you see art.
2: Yeah, that's who I am. <laughs> um, but but given the other, uh, what is there a Friday game you'd rather watch other than Clemson, Boston College? There's one From other this- possibility.
1: They're all. Like potentially decent. I mean, Boise yeah. State is on the road against a team it lost to, um, and Boise State is the Mountain West's last New Year's hope. Um, SMU and Tulsa, they can score points. Tulane and UCF, they can score points. And I don't know, maybe Clemson on the road on a short week, extremely far on the road against mm. a team that has <clears throat> recently had a good defense. Doesn't appear to this year. No, I, I would. Have, I, give, I give all four of these games a keep an eye on it grade.
0: I would um, I would just say keep an eye on Clemson
1: Boston College to
0: see if BC can exceed their record of 13 punts in a game because they I, be- I
2: believe in them I believe in them absolutely
0: <laughs> they punted they I think Brett Venables considering the role he has the Clemson defense on we can get more we can get a 14th punt out of this well, team I
2: think the challenge is Clemson's going to have to hold back and not force turnovers if they want that punt record.
0: What if I told you?
2: <laughs> like, I actually would appreciate if Clemson coached all the DBs to be like, now listen, you're going to get your hands on an interception. I want you to drop it. We're going for punts. I don't want you to jump on fumbles. No. We're going for punts.
0: I would, I, I would also, like, the idea of getting a 30 for 30 on this, on, like, the two punters trying to punt the most in a season. Because right now, Boston College – I know you're astonished to hear this. Uh, this week really brought them down. They were scoring, so they're now down to fifth in the nation. They've only punted 34 times in five games. It's a lot. <laughs> they're still behind several teams, including Fresno State and Rice. Fresno State has punted 42 times. So if you want the the agony ant of college football right now, it's Fresno State. They're not. A,
2: I mean, I mean, Boston College isn't even the top Power Five team when it comes to punts. That's Rutgers, baby.
0: <laughs> One better. <laughs> there's. See, I think there's a thirty for thirty here. You track both punters being like, I, I know he got more than I did last and, night. So and
2: and given that given that Rut- Rutgers punted ten times against Ohio State, they play Michigan this week. So
0: yeah, I'm
2: not yeah, gonna go. That's gonna be a good good punt race. Yeah.
0: And this might be too blocked punts because Michigan's real good at that. So yeah. if you if you like blocked punts, hey, we just told you the game to watch for you special teams kinks freaks.
2: Congratulations.
0: Uh, this takes us to uh, Saturday, Ryan. Where, where are we lining up in the noon shift?
2: I mean, you you definitely are going to want to keep an eye on Texas Oklahoma just because narrative is so so fucking stupid in in that game at this point. Um. Maryland's undefeated? That's not a thing we've talked about. And I I Good,
1: good, good. We'll I, keep it that way. I, I have I
2: have not watched any <laughs> Maryland football this this week, this year. So, I have no idea if they're good or not. Next. Uh, hold on. You may want to keep an eye on Maryland Penn State because Penn State, we didn't talk about it last week, needed overtime to beat Minnesota. If they if they lose to Maryland at home, oh boy. James Franklin
0: nope. Remember that's the remember that's a big rivalry game. It's a
2: big rivalry <laughs> that's game. True. Um, and then, I L- I don't know. I yeah, don't have, say it, do it. Yeah, I don't. I don't have great feelings about LSU Florida. Nope. No uh, really. LSU LSU looked really really hot against Missouri. I think Florida's a better team than Missouri, but uh, Florida in the last two weeks has not shown enough on offense to make me think that they can really test LSU's defense. Um, which is fine, you know. I, I think it's it feels like Florida's sh- like easing into a nine and three, eight and four season, and that's okay. I, I'm not going to be real heated about it at this point.
0: I mean, uh, can I just, with the note of vague discontent in my voice, yeah, go. Um, how's this much different? Than, how's it? Is it looking it a lot? Before? Is it looking a lot different than its its previous? I mean, there's definitely more effort. On offense, and other than that, I I don't see much difference. There's
2: there's more effort, and I think there's more. You see more attempts. Like there's more attempts to try to throw the ball deep and do more interesting things with the running game. It definitely is not as plotting as the Will Muschamp offenses were. It's still some of it's still personnel. Some of it's still that the offensive line is inconsistent at best. Uh Um, it's fine. You know, it's not a big deal. It'll be good for Ed Orsrot. And look. The way I look at it is, do I value Florida winning more than I value the possibility of Ed Orgeron getting the full-time job at LSU? And in this instance, the answer is no.
1: That's good. That's a good way to look at it. Uh, Ed Orgeron, of course, who runs a wide-open spread offense there at LSU, which failed to score many points in the first few weeks of the season. I'm not sure why, but Ed Orgeron's uh, spread offense has finally clicked and is (laughs) producing... Produced, produced a school record in an SEC game number of yards against Mizzou last week. And Mizzou actually still has a pretty good defense. You can look at the numbers. Um, so uh, here I look for uh, Ed Ogeron's classic spread offense to um, to just be too much for the Gators. Um, yeah, but LSU doesn't run a spread offense. They broke the first huddle of the game last week with four wide receivers. It is a wide, wide open <laughs> downfield passing attack, I believe. It's the, it's the In airboat their first drive, they threw the ball like at least three times.
2: It's the it airboat is, um, it's the airboat raid system. That's what it is. The, <laughs> the
1: airboat raid. The airboat raid. <laughs> oh well, now we know what we can. Now we know what to call it when Tom Herman takes his job next
2: year. I
1: think, I think they just call it the gun and shoot, and you're like, it's kind of redundant. No, it ain't. No, it ain't. Yeah. <laughs> I got um, a gun, so, and I also shoot. What
2: are do you doing so, with the gun? So, man? my my general advice for noon is pick a game to settle in on. Keep your phone or computer close by so that inevitably, when one of these other games gets close, you can flip over to that. Because a lot of these games will probably be pretty meh, but there will I, I will venture to say there will be at least two games that going into the fourth quarter. You're a li- you're like, hmm, NC State's up ten on Notre Dame. Well, okay, that may not be a good example given Notre Dame this year, but something of uh, something of that ilk will happen.
1: Well, do this. Watch Texas, Oklahoma. Yeah. Keep the Notre Dame game on standby because mm-hmm. every Notre Dame game could break out in a ninety point shootout at any moment, but mm-hmm. just watch Texas Oak. That's what we're all gonna do together. That's we're gonna right. watch Texas Oklahoma. We're all gonna make jokes. Um fake Gimmel on Twitter suggests Charlie Strong just show up wearing the gold hat and wear it the entire game. Which, hey, you know, if it's your last game, why not stunt on your way out? And it might throw Bob Stoops off. Can it, I you know, can, Maybe the glinting can I, sunlight.
0: Can I damn with faint praise here and say that this noon slate is probably like... This noon slate probably the best of the year. Because I can see, mm-hmm. of these games, I can see like five or six of them being one possession games with two minutes left. Sure. Easily. You know, now I'm not saying what kind of one possession games. Iowa, oh. Minnesota...
1: It might be a three-three game.
0: That's
2: one <laughs> possession. Minutes. Whoever That's has the, the ball. Iowa, list.
1: Minnesota. There might just be one possession. Georgia Tech, I- Pitt. I don't even know if they'll make off. They'll finish a possession.
2: Iowa, Minnesota feels like somehow the game's going to be decided on an inbounds pass, and I know that doesn't make sense, but it will.
1: <laughs> decided by uh, icing. <laughs> um,
2: not
1: that- not, the, not the Minnesota Dairy Queen kind, but the the hockey kind. You no, know, or
0: or or Minnesota Dairy Queen kind. This can come down to a tub of cheese frosting. It really but the the, the the noon slate is fine. It's 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 fine. It's pr- but it's pretty. What I'm saying is, it's, it's like the best chain food you'll get all year.
2: Especially right? if you compare it to like the three o'clock slate. The three o'clock slate isn't significantly better than the noon slate. I don't
1: think. Well, we have Tennessee A and M and Virginia Tech, UNC, and Houston. One of its hardest games left. The, the three thirty is. It's what we need out of a 3:30 spot,
2: yeah. yeah. In, in my opinion. Okay, that's fair. Um, you,
1: and you got a, a game that matters a lot, a backup game, sorry, ACC Coastal, uh, okay. and
2: you know, Indiana's playing. And you got Colorado, USC at four o'clock. So yeah, there's a the the one game you really want to avoid in this stretch. No matter how tempted you are, even me, the most evil person on this podcast, will tell you I won't watch this game, Vanderbilt at Kentucky. Just nope. Just what? slide what you- slide on by.
1: Okay, cool. I was about to ask what's wrong with you, but even you no, have no, no, no. Conscience. This is
2: this is this is a bridge too far for me.
1: What if okay. it's Purdue at Illinois or Vandy at Kentucky? What if those mm. are somehow the only two channels you get?
2: Um,
1: yeah, Purdue, mm. Illinois,
2: Purdue, Illinois, because you know what, Lovey Smith is a is a handsome man.
1: Okay. Yeah.
0: Also, I, I do want to point out here that in that that three to three that 3:30, three o'clock spot four o'clock spot, we have Indiana at Ohio State. Which, if you are a fan at all of Team Chaos, and you should be, Team Chaos, a.k.a. Indiana. Indiana being the random outcome generator of college football teams last week. they, I think they won a game on a leaping penalty. I didn't even know that was possible. It's true. Yeah, but Indiana won a game on a leaping penalty. I'm not saying that Indiana will win. No, 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 no. You misunderstand Team Chaos if you think that victory is an important part of the storyline. No, no, no. It's irrelevant. It's merely how you get to the outcome. It's the journey when you watch Indiana football. It'll entertain. Maybe not an Indiana football fan. No, no, no. This is for you, a third-party, uninvested person. But that's, that's,
2: it's, that's not why you're here, Indiana football fan. We're unclear why you are, but it's yeah, not to we, be entertained. <laughs>
0: I don't, yeah, exactly. I don't know why I don't know why you're watching your own house burn down, but I'm going to pull up a chair.
2: Cuz I get to Maybe Indiana football fandom is the closest thing we have to purgatory, where it's just like you have to do this to atone for some like you're not in hell. You're not Purdue. Um
1: I don't know. Purgatory sounds boring.
2: Okay. Indiana
1: football is exciting,
2: but not it's if like, you're in, it's like not if you're in purgatory. But it's like Spencer said, if you're invested in it, it can't be that exciting. But that's the thing. Who's invested in it? Indiana we're, fans. We're, they're we're, there. That's,
1: that's theoretical.
2: Oh. It's
0: almost it's almost like you would have to atone for giving money to a terrible person like Bobby Knight for all those years. That's what did it. Yeah. I um, hope they hear I, I hope they hear that. I hope like the three Indiana fans are like, how oh, dare you say anything uh, bad about Bobby
1: Knight? <laughs> Even they won't though. they'll'll they'll be like, no, we fired him. he's terrible. yeah, I do, the younger I, Indian fans definitely do not like Bobby Knight.
2: is Purdue, illinois a tro- a traveling trophy game?
1: I don't think so.
2: okay. it should be now, and it, what Purdue should do is bring their sinkhole from their stadium. <laughs> and that's the new Purdue Illinois traveling trophy. This the, ga- is, uh, the earth this is the this is the battle for the gaping maw of earth.
1: Oh, their trophy is a cannon. Oh, okay. well. Um, I doubt it works, but yeah, for, for anyone, <laughs> who hasn't, has, anyone who hasn't seen this, as always, we tell no lies on this program. There is nope. a sinkhole at Purdue's football field as of like a day ago. Uh, their, their, their sports turf account is tweeting out pictures of patching up this hole. Purdue's football field is sinking into the earth.
2: The cannon, I imagine, doesn't shoot, but if you run into it, you might get tetanus. <laughs> um, yeah. That, all right. It, we got we to go. Rep- I,
0: really, I really can't believe they have a trophy
2: we got to go rapid fire here because I'm getting kicked out of the booth here. So, oh, shit. Uh, uh,
1: uh, Bama, Arkansas. Bama's just going to squat Arkansas for four hours, which starts to get tiring, but it'll be a great workout. Sure.
0: Yeah, sure. That'll be, again, 14-7. Just call it. Uh, that's, that's the score is right there. Wow. Uh, later, on, later on that night, Georgia at South Carolina. If you want to watch the uh, – if you want to watch Miss – Miss Saban's gifted children graduates, right? <laughs>
1: Ma Saban's sweet voice. Yeah,
0: Ma, Ma, Ma Saban's sweet Ma boys, uh, Fighting for dad's affection.
2: This is, this is uh, Georgia, I mean, this feels like the game where Georgia takes out all of their pent-up aggression out on South Carolina, right?
0: Nope, nope, nope it's going to be 13-10. 13-10!
2: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> we need to right. pent it up a little bit longer. Oh, Jesus. Uh, how how much do you
1: have, well, yeah. Miami hosts Florida State. <laughs> Woo! And I don't even know who's got more pent-up progression at this point. Because <laughs> yeah. um, Miami long-term, but FSU uh, over the last month or so. Yeah, um,
0: I, I have Miami in this game because I just I, I haven't seen Miami really break a sweat yet.
2: I feel like Miami fans are so excited for this game, given the current state of both teams, that they might successfully convince the uh, Sebastian, the mascot, to load a t-shirt cannon full of cocaine baggies.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, and fire it into the Miami side yes, because that'd yes. be a waste.
2: Yeah. Um Washington was
0: product. Washington out of Oregon, man. This yeah. is this is this is where the streak breaks cuz I don't Oregon's Oregon's on fire. This it's is got, bad.
2: It's got real bad. potential. Real bad I weapon weapon potential.
0: Mean, I mean 5 and 7, 5 and 7 totally realistic for this Oregon team.
1: Yeah. Um, Washington is uh Yeah. The, the streak won't just end. It'll 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 fucking end. Ren is, is due, y'all. <laughs>
0: Um, in addition to that, uh, the Pac-12, been really fun. Like Pac-12 After Dark has been the inversion of everything you expect, and that is fun for me at least to watch. Washington State at Stanford is your 10-30 kick. Washington State coming fresh off of beating Oregon um, at Stanford. This is the game where you go, man, maybe Washington State will get them. I don't No, I think Stanford course corrects <laughs> in a dramatic fashion.
2: Um, and UCLA at Arizona State, yeah. Sure. Sure. It's a game. Uh, did we miss anything of particular interest or perplexity? I don't think nope. so. Um, nope. So here's what we're going to do. I'm going to hang up. You two are going to call each other, and you're going to answer some reader questions. And then you're going <laughs> to send me that file. <laughs> <laughs> or not. <laughs> or not. I do
1: Well, we, uh, I quoted one because I had a feeling we'd be, we wouldn't be answering too many. So we, we did technically address
2: that. Oh, my
0: God. A- Ryan, are you doing the Mac Brown thing? You're leaving in the middle of the broadcast.
2: <laughs> yeah, I gotta go. I gotta go catch a flight. I gotta go. Bye. Sorry, got a, got a dental appointment.
0: The only way to shut up the, the doubters and the haters is when. You shut them up, Lord, they're your best friend, won't autograph some pictures. I, I mean, that's, I've that's i seen it before. Since Ryan left us Mac Brown style in the middle of the broadcast, because he's getting kicked out of the booth, we're going to go ahead, Jason and I, and answer some reader
1: questions. Do you Do you want to start anywhere in particular, Jason? Uh, this is a good group of questions. Y'all did a good job this week. Um, let's see, let's see. I mean, really, you can just pick one and flip it around anywhere and pick one.
0: Um, I'm gonna do this, and okay. I
1: say that, and then I, I I somehow scroll past all the good ones.
0: Uh, I'm gonna go to an old classic here. That would be uh, at Andy Eddie Mac, old friend of the program. Is the Purdue field sinkhole the most apt college football metaphor of all? time nope that would still be the barn burning down next to lsu auburn that's that's still for what that matchup is something burns down no one really benefits and everyone kind of walks away scorched that's that's lsu auburn so you'll never get a more perfect college football metaphor in my opinion
1: uh, do you all think Hurricane Matthew has a shot at the ACC title? Sure. It's literally the ACC Coastal, so therefore it is capable of doing anything with an 8-4 and four record.
0: Also, really look forward to one of my favorite things during hurricane season. That would be play, well, the one team that decides not to cancel and ends up playing in six inches of water. Usually this is Southern Miss for Gulf
1: Hurricanes. <laughs> yes, that happened.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of thinking that it,
1: it might be... Uh, Let's see, is ECU playing at home this week? Uh, ECU is playing at home. Uh, UCF is in the house. Uh, is it at home? Either way, they're playing USF, and this is the game that uh, local uh, a local radio station has decided not to air in protest of band members protesting. So this game already has sort of a, you know, we're just going to play it anyway kind of vibe to it. So. Yeah,
0: no, 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 I, I'm all for this. As it By the way, as it shows right now the the path for the hurricane is going up the atlantic coast so pre- preferably we're hitting somebody in the carolinas right who's playing somewhere in the carolinas and looking at the the schedule if you're looking at the schedule georgia at south carolina strong candidate here i know it's columbia it's a little bit inland but it would
1: be it, it would be fine if they canceled that yes
0: no they won't this is the best part is that this is will muschamp magic <laughs> Is to get a seven-three game out of a hurricane.
1: <laughs> a seven-three a game where you say, "Oh, well, if you're if you're if you're a, a, a sunshine blowing fan of these teams, you say, well, yeah, we were in a hurricane. Of course, we scored only that many points.' And then ah. uh, I, I like Michigan Rutgers for hurricane ability because Rutgers is going to say, "Hoo, y'all, we we better uh, cancel this thing, huh? We better just go ahead and not play this game. Nope, nope." And and Jim Harbaugh says. Well, what? I don't I don't even understand what that means. Not playing play, a game? Yeah, we're going to play. play
0: no, we'll play in lightning. We'll play in a uh, the, we'll play in a stadium made of
1: lightning. We we, we came here to play a football game. Uh why would we do anything but play a football game?
0: <laughs> Can we play one tomorrow? I have to play one on Saturday or Sunday or I have to turn the dial or the universe explodes. Like that. Just
1: does that thing where he stares at you like a bird. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I don't understand. The the question I would like to get to uh, several people have this. We'll just start with DC sports fan six on twitter is maryland good thanks we kind of discussed this already but we don't know we we don't know
1: maryland's better and maryland's more fun and more interesting which means maryland has risen to the level of not interesting
0: great let's get up to let's get up to mildly interesting by the end of the year and we'll call it a success right totally in favor of this
1: sure uh, from football enthusiast, wicks underscore on underscore fire. Where is PJ Fleck rowing his boat to? Uh, PJ Fleck, of course, being the coach, I I would say putting himself in line after Tom Herman on the mid-major hires list. Yeah. With been, been
0: a... Been phenomenal at Western Michigan.
1: A dominant 5-0. and Not just, not none of this bullshit 5-0. and This is, they are destroying people and destroying decent teams too. Um... And recruiting circles around the rest of his conference, I think that is the most important skill you look for to translate to a bigger conference, because a lot of times it's, oh, well, they win, sure, but you know, maybe maybe they weren't actually bringing in more talent, and you know, he's going to be able to connect to kids anywhere. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, if Texas opens up, LSU ain't getting Tom Herman, and they like boats. Down there in LSU.
0: Just saying, you you can row it, or you you can put in a, You can put a fan on the back of that thing and really put yourself in business.
1: Yeah, and if your personal hashtag is already row the boat, and you just replace those with e a u x, mm-hmm. those those O's, man, that's a t-shirt.
0: Yeah, this is where this is where. By the way, we
1: we get PJ a P row.
0: Get PJ his P row. <laughs> this work. is
1: this is of course after uh uh Coach O gets the USC job. Yeah.
0: The natural, the move they should have made all along. Koto coming home to USC. At Dex Hinton asks a really interesting question. Is there any good reason people love Tennessee and hate Baylor this year? Uh, yeah, Cog- cognitive dissonance. That's why.
1: Yeah. Uh, branding. Branding. Timing. Uh, news News cycles. Yeah. Um, short
0: sure. memories. Sure, people not doing
1: as much reporting. There we go.
0: Maybe the giant lawsuit, giant Title Nine lawsuit. Still wending its way through the system. Yeah, that, that's why. Cognitive. Nar- nar- n-
1: narrative digestibility, perhaps? Mm
0: hmm. Cognitive distance. All of these things adding up well. Another question at David underscore JN1, uh, who <laughs> goes by the name of Woke Ryan Lochte on Twitter. <laughs> There's a picture that shows a. Youth for Trump event that says watch Tommy Laren and Don Trump Jr. live from the University of Florida football game on October eighth via Facebook Live. What? This, <clears throat> and the question is, is this the biggest L Florida will take this year? And I'm like, I, I don't even know if they paid for this or did anything official. Or given the Trump campaign, I don't know that these people were are actually who they say they are. These could be two actors. So,
1: so like they're gonna be at the tailgate or something i don't
0: i don't don't know it might not even be them right yeah it might just be two imposters so is this the biggest l florida will take this year no we already lost to tennessee so everything else is just kind of downhill from there
1: you can't hurt florida not even you donald trump son who (laughs) looks not who looks like a
0: vampire you can get jim McElwain on camera being like yeah build that wall (laughs) whatever it's not, like you'll find, it's not like you can find a quarterback in Mexico either, Jim. Keep looking. <laughs>
1: uh, Let's see. <laughs> From Alex Rawden on Twitter, what facilities would fulfill Paul Johnson's wildest fantasies at Georgia Tech? As we all uh, know, Paul, Paul Johnson, Paul Johnson he doesn't a, care. Well, he is again complaining about the facility situation at Tech, uh, as he did, I think, before the season. And he now has a new AD from Oregon. Georgia Tech's athletic department peers, they lost one to Purdue and gained one from Oregon State. Um, I don't know, you you are a school with a national championship history in one of the most talented cities in the country, and I don't know, man. It feels like the athletic department exchange shouldn't include Purdue and Oregon State there. And I'm I'm sure these are talented admins, but that's 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 a little odd. But, uh yeah. I mean, you you think you'd think PJ would be fine with just a shed? That was So there, was, therefore, that was he'd be fine about
0: that. That was actually what I was going to suggest, like that. Paul Johnson would just get up and go. Well, I mean, we could use a bigger shed. <laughs> that's all. You want anything else? No, I don't need any. What do you think? I'm full of need and emotions. I don't need anything. I don't care.
1: So is he con- concerned that tech's facilities are too opulent?
0: Probably. It's probably like, yeah, you need to take the carpet out of here.
1: Carpet's hard to clean. <laughs> Carpet's flammable.
0: Yeah. Well, I can't smoke in here. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even smoke, Paul Johnson. It's the principle of the thing.
1: You don't know me. I've only been here for a decade. I might have all kinds of hobbies you don't know about, like making axes. Make- no, we, we know about that one. We, we know. The
0: question from at swrt right Blan. That's a very long name, sir. Is Kirby Smart closer to Ray Golf or Jim Donnan? Well, oh, bye. Yeah, I don't want to put anybody. No, I don't want to put anybody in the Ray Golf category at all because that was a special. That was a special variety of underwhelm. He's closer to Jim Donnan. That he is anyone else at this point, if you did not see in a Bruce Feldman column, there was a little blind item stating that they were having trouble with Kirby's management style. I don't know what that means at this point, other than he's a first year head coach. He's trying to figure shit out and he's losing right? A lot of coaches they'll come in and they get to win most of their games and figure these things out, and nobody says much about their management style because you're still winning when when you lose a couple of games and you lose them against rivals. An ugly fashion. This tends to happen when people say, "Well, no, he's got a problem with his management style." As opposed to, "He's learning along the way."
1: Yeah, and when you slap together coaching staff from a bunch of different backgrounds, they have coaches from let's see, one, two, three, four, at least that I can think of, different Power Five coaching staffs. So that's a lot of different styles all coming together. So, you know, I don't know. Maybe maybe there are things he's. I'm sure there are things he's struggling with. It's first time on the job. And maybe there are just very different perspectives on how things uh, should go. I'm I'm sure I'm sure Mama Saban's special boy is doing just fine and trying really hard.
0: His, his large adult sons just populating the SEC. Populating. East. The the other question I wanted to answer here was: uh, Am I going to was from? At RG Johnston, am I going to feel any better about big, dumb Will Muschamp football if the Gamecocks beat UGA on Saturday? Nope. Nope, you won't feel bad. Nothing about it ever feels good. Because, you know, you're never going to feel good about 10-7. Ever. It's just not. It's not a secure lead. It's never going to make you feel safe. The bills might get paid. But at night, you'll still wonder, do we have enough to make it through the winter? And the answer is generally no.
1: From Jerry Lambden. Lambden J. What's the most ridiculous way Tennessee can win or lose to AM? 1st of all, uh, Tennessee can't lose. As we know, Tennessee has uh, cashed in a decade of bad karma and is yep. spending it all at once on bullshit like fumble recovery victories and whatnot and, and coaxing Georgia into multiple penalties that set up a Hail Mary uh, and, and winning in the most garbage way as possible. So the uh, to narrow the question down is the most ridiculous way Tennessee can win against A&M.
0: Yeah, and the most ridiculous way they could win, uh, besides the vaunted walk-off safety, I would say the most ridiculous way they could win would be, um, can we go like something they don't do well? Oh, late 80-yard run. There, yeah, there. Jailers. Wow. <laughs> wow.
1: Yeah. Either that that and we mix in like there's a blatantly missed penalty because A&M lost to Auburn at home a couple years ago despite Johnny Manziel's head being tore off. Um, so you got to mix in a little bit of that, just so there's local angst and reason for like every single fan base to really, really, really hate the balls.
0: At Johnny Johnny Diaz asks in honor of Hurricane Matthew Miami FSU, what is the best extreme weather rivalry game combo? Hmm. I, I don't. It, it's not a rivalry game, but there was the Pool Weed Eater Bowl between Mississippi State. The 2000, the 2000 Independence Bowl, a.k.a. the Snow Bowl. They're uh, technically rivals now in the SEC West, but at the time we were in separate conferences. Pardon me. Mississippi State versus Texas A&M. They end up playing a 43-41 game in snow, driving snow in Shreveport, Louisiana.
1: And then years later, when they became division rivals, Mississippi State commemorated the game by wearing all-white. Like, oh, look at this shared moment of history we have together. And AM associated itself with uh, with Mississippi State by just wearing all black. Um, just we're <laughs> not going to acknowledge that we have a history with Mississippi State. Thanks. We never we never play.
2: <laughs> I don't <laughs> know don't you.
1: Know,
0: we don't know these people. <laughs> yeah, and uh, if you if you have never watched that game, you should at least pull it up on YouTube just to watch. Uh, yeah, playing in a blizzard with all-white uniforms in Louisiana. It's it's magnificent. It what really was is.
1: The, there was a Pac-12 game like five or six years ago where the wind was coming in so hard that like the goalposts were swaying. It, I feel like it was a Pacific Northwest game. Do you remember this? Uh, it might have been the Apple Cup. <laughs> might as well be. Let's just say it was.
0: <laughs> the Apple Cup usually like, you know, third quarter, they're like, oh, contains frozen sleet. And you're like, I thought sleet was already frozen. Nope, this is special. Super it's frozen. Special
1: sleet. sleet. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, that's a, that's another rivalry game where the weather can. The weather is usually five different things over the course of a game.
1: It's it's kind of a three way match. It's, yeah, it's Washington versus Wazoo versus weather.
0: Failing that, if you can get a University of Montana game in the FCS playoffs when it starts and there's a driving snowstorm, and Hell- yeah, if you can get that, and when they're like at the mouth, at the mouth of Hellgate Canyon, and like there's nobody. You're like, wow.
1: <laughs> game of thrones those, theme. those montana montana state fcs playoff games maybe edub as well those have the highest chance of shirtless fans in snow that you'll see anywhere in the country because you know we don't really get to see that many snow games our campus games in this sport end by late november and even big 10 home games very rarely get snow but when you're playing in mid december up near canada you're gonna get some snow and the TV cameras are on, so these fans are going to want to show off how tough they are. So, yeah, if if Montana is playing a home home FCS playoff game, watch that.
0: Additionally, let's see. Uh, at Hamilton Cook, we really haven't made fun of Iowa this podcast, so let's do that. What offers a more stable return than a Kirk Ferentz contract? No, 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 not ROI. What's this finance a more stable return than a Kirk Ferentz contract? Hmm.
1: So it's got a top 4.5 million for the next decade, after a decade of just <laughs> unrelenting steadiness.
0: Yeah, I was kind of thinking those Coke bottles that they used to sell that commemorate like Alabama victories, right? You could get like a commemorative bottle. <laughs> That's it. it. has about as Has about as much fizz and energy after ten years too on the shelf. Am I right? Yeah. I I would say that for stable returns on a Kirk Ferentz contract, which the funniest part is, yeah, he's, he's extended through what, 2026,
1: something like that. 24, 25, 26. And yeah.